0: Hello and welcome back to Tells. Hello, Andrew.
1: You say that very nicely. You sort of have your cadence down to a T. How many of these episodes have we done? What number are we on?
0: 81. Whoa. If I'm counting accurately.
1: It's like a year and a half. It's
0: a lot of talking. Hmm. Anyway, my name's Boosie. My, and you are?
1: My name's Andrew.
0: And what's your claim to fame?
1: I date Boosie.
0: And I make poker vlogs on YouTube. Yep. Uh, follow me at youtube.com forward slash poker scenes.
1: <laughs> First of all, <laughs> you don't have to say the poker scenes old URL anymore. It's, you can just say Andrew Nimi. And, and second of all, that's my channel, not yours. You are a big part of it, though. Half of uh, the, half uh, please,
0: the... can we not start this <laughs> okay. again? Thank you.
1: Okay. Last week, we were discussing um, the award that I was granted and how part of that belongs to Boosie, I believe, but she believes none of it belongs to her.
0: We cut the award in half. Give me half the award.
1: Oh, I. Uh, by the way, I figured out that I needed to order my silver play button. What? They weren't just going to send it to me. <laughs> You have to take a step in order to have them send it to you. If, if you don't know what that is, when you cross the hundred k mark on YouTube in terms of subscribers, they send you a little silver trophy thing—a silver creator award—they call it—and they don't. Apparently, they don't just send it to you. You have to like go in. Well, because normally, I guess they're supposed to send you this like this code that you redeem, okay? And you type the code into the little form, and then. Uh,
0: They'll go and generate your play button? Yeah. I bet they, it's going to come back as poker
1: they scenes. They engrave your name on it and then, no, because that you tell them what <laughs> you want on the award, not poker scenes. Uh, I should have put your name on it. I should have said Andronimi <laughs> and Busi Butelezi. That's what I should have said.
0: What, on the play button? Yeah. Ah. Oh, so scary. you ordered your play button already?
1: Yes, I did. And it's on the way. It should be here in like two weeks. Really? Yeah. They used to just either send it to you or like give everybody a notification that you were going to get it. But now it's like they don't necessarily give it to everybody. They want to make sure your account is in good standing and it's like not uh, not like a compilation channel or something like that, you know, not like uh, using other people's footage and a compilation of, you know, the 10 best scenes from this person's blog or whatever.
0: Yeah. You know what? I found a channel. I think it's called Sweet Tea or Spilling the Tea or something like that. And that channel is a summary of these long winded youtubers just ranting, really, <laughs> and I've watched a one or two videos, and it's always like, "Oh thank God, you're doing God's work, <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't have to sit through this twenty five minute video, so that when you said compilation, that immediately came to mind, mm. right yeah,
1: but he's probably giving input on the it's a discussions sheet, sheet? I
0: think, yeah, but well, they just do a voiceover, you know, mm-hmm. but the actual video content is not their content. They yeah. do voiceover over.
1: So that may or may not qualify for the the creator award, yeah. like a silver play button.
0: They have a lot of subscribers because you know how YouTubers just like talk into the camera and right. I don't know, what is it called, a heart to heart?
1: <laughs> Usually just like monologue t- style, like a one person long-winded speech sort of thing. it's like a dialogue but a monologue
0: I know but like the actual meaning of monologue in like a theater idea is like it's something that's like thought out and then presented (laughs) Sure. and these things on YouTube don't always seem very thought out (laughs) so it's kind of hard when you say monologue I was like hold on wait what does a monologue mean again
1: yeah But but it's just one person is the Yeah, I get that, okay. baby.
0: I'm not that dumb. Okay.
1: Mono means one. Um, where was I? So anyway, they used to like just automatically grant these things, but now they want to do like certain checks or whatever, and you have to submit your code. But if you don't get a code, then you have to request the code. Hmm. And for some reason, I don't know why, but I was randomly looking into these things. I was just looking up like various YouTube things and I got on the topic of the creator awards and found the page that says, if you haven't received your code, please request one here. So I was chatting with a nice customer service person at YouTube who then forwarded my channel to the person who needs to look at the channel, et cetera. Anyway, long story short, I got my code, I submitted the code, it's on its way in about two weeks.
0: So your channel is approved as yeah legit. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Did you ask them why they never put you on Creator on the rise? <laughs> why
1: that's your thing i never was really worried about that
0: how the hell do you else do you grow on youtube to like millions of subscribers if you're not suggested on youtube as creator on the rise i
1: don't know if i don't know if it seems like when they select different channels to highlight it's usually somebody who is like doing something like Uh, for some greater good in the world type of a thing Uh, uh,
0: makeup videos are for the greater good
1: is that I've seen makeup
0: videos I've seen like try on clothing haul videos oh really okay well
1: yeah I was I was just gonna say I didn't really see them like featuring some degenerate poker player well because they were also like closing down a lot of channels for a little while that were gambling related
0: did that make you worried
1: um yeah briefly
0: yeah but that's the thing so youtube runs on all these algorithms right so somebody had to make a decision to not include that type of content in the algorithm because i don't think somebody's sitting there or maybe they are sitting going oh this is interesting content we will make mm-hmm. you create on the rise i think it's a lot to do with the algorithm because it's like a new channel that gets a lot of quote-unquote views. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, this could be interesting to you because you already watch this type of content. So anyway, it's not even my channel. I don't know why the hell I'm salty about it. It's half yours. Okay.
1: Um. Yeah, I don't know. I usually just try not to worry about those sorts of things.
0: You should be I worry worried about, about.
1: I worry about some stuff, but. As far as like getting featured on different things, I've never, I guess because poker world is so small that I feel like I don't need to be featured that the word will just get around about the vids.
0: Yeah, but we're not trying, we're not talking about the poker world. I we're know. talking about expanding the content mm-hmm. to non-poker people.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, well, and that's, that's a different what, conversation.
0: Yeah, but that's the thing. When I first signed up onto YouTube and Instagram- or you Instagram specifically, I was like, oh my goodness, I have never seen anything like this. I had no idea about bloggers and fashion influencers. But then as soon as you follow that one person, then the algorithm is like, this is who you are. And this is all the content you're going to get. Mm. Or if you follow like a fitness person, it's like, okay, this is who you are. And this is the only content you're going to get.
1: Yeah, I hate how I watch one video of, like, a crazy plane crash or something, and then I get recommended all these plane crash videos. Nobody needs to see that many plane crashes.
0: Why are you watching plane (laughs) crash videos?
1: You know, it's kind of interesting.
0: You thought I was going to laugh out loud at that joke, (laughs) right?
1: I'm serious, though. This is a serious thing that happens to me.
0: Yeah, but that's how the algorithm works.
1: I know. That's why I brought it up.
0: And I don't know if that's a good thing.
1: No, it's not.
0: Tell YouTube what they should do better since your play button is coming. We won't keep it from you It'd be cool if
1: there was just more conversations. Like, you know, it's like occasionally they do these conversations with creators and stuff. And it's like supposed to be some interesting thing. But I don't know why there isn't like more of a back and forth discussion, like everyday dialogues and conversations and about
0: Why do you say conversations with creators? What about the actual consumers of the content?
1: Sure, that too.
0: But the thing is, the reason YouTube and Instagram exists is a marketing platform, mm-hmm. and so if you if they start giving you things that you might not like, then it means that you might not watch. Mm-hmm. So, that's really a little bit.
1: Maybe it's a fine line because, you know, too many plane crash videos makes me not want to watch YouTube at all, as well.
0: You would watch regardless.
1: I don't know. It kind of makes me want to just close the tab.
0: But that's like because you're seeking out random weird like if <laughs> but it's you're watching something me. that you want to watch and then that's all you get it's like eating salmon every day salmon is great but if you ate salmon every single day I'm sure you'll hate salmon at the end
1: you make a great salmon what is it eight and eight salmon that's right mm. check it out guys google it try and make it as good as booski I dare you
0: there's no I'd challenge you there's no web page
1: for 8 and 8 salmon no you can't find it if you google <laughs> it it's on instagram
0: maybe maybe right. you can find it search instagram
1: N- for 8 and 8 salmon
0: <laughs> anyway thanks anyway. for the podcast recommendation with Garrett not Gary Garrett Adelstein yes. Adelstein Gary Adelstein A- with an Adelstein. A Adelstein I spelled it with an E and I called him Gary, but. Uh,
1: on the Joe Ingram podcast, the Poker Life podcast, Garrett Adelstein. Stein, Adelstein. Yep, Adelstein. Uh, high stakes crusher, usually playing on Live at the Bike. You're not a Live at the Bike regular viewer?
0: No, I'm not a stream viewer.
1: Trolling people in the chat while they play poker?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a stream viewer. Like okay. streams are just not my my thing. But a very, very, very interesting podcast about dealing with depression. Somebody said to me, if anybody's going through something, this would be a good listen. I think it's a good listen regardless. Mm -hmm. Because you never know when you're going to need this information. And if you listen to it, it will come up when you need it, hopefully. Or you'll remember something and then you go, oh, yeah. By the way, you can go back and listen to it or or not.
1: Yeah, so there's no like specific instance where it's that it's helpful for is what you're saying?
0: I think so. And I think even if you're not feeling depressed, you probably now will re- relate to somebody whether in your family or a friend or a coworker and you actually just get a glimpse of what might be going on for them. Mm-hmm because it's not just like for yourself. A lot of the times it's like seeing people around you and then maybe it will inspire you or like sort of give you an idea of what what you can do, what you can say or whatever. But Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good listen.
1: Did you listen at 1.0 speed or 1.5 speed or
0: 1.25?
1: That's what I listen to as well. Yeah. That's 1. a great
0: great speed to listen to, especially for Longer form content. Um,
1: yeah, so I mean, he talked about the this aspect, the like this, the depression aspect of his life, probably for like forty five minutes, I think, something like that. Yeah. he's really well spoken. It's interesting because he comes off as like sort of uh, if you if you don't know anything about the guy and you just saw him, he's got like this sort of like big presence at the poker table, and the way he plays poker is like both intimidating and you know he's he works out a lot. You can tell, so he's like muscular dude. And he's, you know, just kind of, not in your face, but, you know, kind of just big presence. But then, like, when he's talking about depression, you can tell that he's just, like, very thoughtful and, like, well-spoken. And he was able to express both, like, how it feels and the work that he's put into it thus far and continues to put into it. And it's an interesting listen because I think it's, like Boosie said, you can both learn about what other people sometimes deal with or maybe even yourself
0: what was your takeaway from the podcast
1: just that everything is a little bit more like incremental than a big solve you know like first of all he said when you're working on depression you never have like defeated depression to where it's like behind you and you have the solution and you've fixed that part of your life. So first of all, it's always going to be like a work in progress. And then what I found most interesting was that he was kind of talking about like when you're in or when he's in a really sort of bad spot where it's like, I don't know if it's like stereotypical depression or whatever, but like can't get out of bed for like extended periods of time and just on, you know, like Netflix lockdown and eating terrible and Just not able to accomplish anything and in a bad spot, that it's better to try and take like really small steps to getting out of that sort of a thing. And even when you're in a good spot, that you don't need to be like so overbearing about doing everything perfectly, that it's better to take time to do things that are maybe even generally considered like negatives in your life like taking time out for a drink or like eating poorly or watching a movie or a show and laying on the couch or whatever, like it's fine. It's not a big deal because if you put so much pressure on yourself to always be perfect and doing everything all the time and being productive and nonstop like that, then you're sort of setting yourself up to crash. And that will, at least for some people or a lot of people, put you back into that spot of that dark place where you have trouble clawing your way out of it. So it's like, it's almost like a big switch, like flipping back and forth when you're trying to do everything perfectly and then you're in the bad spot when you you know inevitably fuck something up and then you're putting so much pressure on yourself to get back to that perfection that you are trying to plan out some big resolution for it where you know he spends a lot of time in the gym or he he tries to and you know when you're in a bad spot he, he would try and like put in a two-hour session at the gym and just thinking about doing that is such a monumental task when you're like you know stuck in bed
0: i don't know anything about a two-hour session at the i don't gym. either uh, so yeah i don't <laughs> I either like hmm, that's nice
1: but, nice he's, but he, he says instead of doing that maybe consider just going for a walk on a treadmill rather than planning a you know, your big comeback with like a two hour session in the gym and then suddenly you're back to perfection. Like take a very small step towards breaking out of that spot, you know, anything from like walking the dog to just taking a breath or whatever.
0: Tony Robbins teaches about that too. Yeah. He calls it interrupting the pattern. Hmm. And literally like even just like clapping your hands or anything to stop that thought process my biggest takeaway from the that part of the podcast was that you can still be quote unquote successful without having everything together because I think a lot of the time it's like this big pressure to be the best friend be the best lover be the best wife be the best everything and then you'll get perfection or like Fix yourself, there's a big i mean we we're a big culture of like self improvement fix yourself, fix yourself, fix yourself, fix yourself, fix yourself and there's it's good to improve, but to see somebody who is so successful financially like that's why people play poker, like you don't play poker to have the best mindset, I don't think, or you know what I mean like that's a byproduct of working on your poker. It's like that anti fragility, but yeah. the point of playing poker is to make a ton of money.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a job or be it's good a at
0: good at something. Be very good at something to play high stakes poker and not just lose all your money, and still have this like huge thing mm-hmm. that you're struggling with day in and day out. I think that's pretty amazing because a lot of the time too, even back to Instagram or like people think because you show yourself having a great time at a concert that must mean your whole life is perfect and I'm like no but you can compartmentalize your life and your experience like I could be in a huge fight with you or like my work life is falling apart but That doesn't mean I have to deny myself the ability to enjoy something like Mm -hmm. a coffee, a time with my friend. Like I should be able to laugh even though this shit is going on at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I love that. So you don't have to be perfect to like win.
1: Yeah, that's always been the hardest for me is like when I'm losing at poker, I'm just in a bad mood for like across the board. It's always been really difficult for me. I think some people do that a lot better than others. And he was saying, Garrett was saying that he wasn't doing that well like at one point in his life for a long time. But now he's a little bit better at it, Has a, has a conversation with himself.
0: Yeah, um, but also what I found interesting is the talking about not talking about stuff with people. I know I do that a lot. Like if I have something going on with me, I'm not going to be like... <laughs> Hi, Joe. And guess what? This in my life is all fucked up.
1: Yeah. So he Uh, says he does that now?
0: No. Yeah. He said he's doing a lot better Mm -hmm. about that because before he would just talk about, you know, like talk about neutral subjects or talk about you. Mm -hmm. I do that all the time. Like I I just want to find out about you because Mm -hmm. I think it's like a good coping mechanism too, which allows you to get out of your funk because you can actually see that life goes on without you which means you are not all of life even though you are the you in your universe Mm -hmm. you know because you are like you're the biggest part in your little world but when you step out of it and like focus on other people and like other things i mean it still doesn't help you with your issue and i guess you should ask for like support in that regard but anyway go take a listen
1: Take a listen. This is Garrett Adelstein on Joe Ingram's Poker Life podcast.
0: Better known as Gary.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's his alter ego. So you can find it on either YouTube or iTunes, I believe. Probably some other places too.
0: Uh, Shall we go to some listener feedback?
1: I was going to say that Joe has started firing up his podcast again this week. Uh, I was on there. Uh, Garrett... A.K.A. Gary was on there and uh, <laughs> Stefan Sondheimer, uh, German crusher, was on there too. But he was like, Joe was like very inspired slash motivated slash angered by the lack of awards he received. No, whatever. Never mind. <laughs> okay.
0: Off on a again, I see.
1: <laughs> Forget it.
0: All right. Um,
1: we got feedback? Great
0: have a question. I hope it's about their love life. From Aaron. Yes, baby. Yes, my favorite. Hey, Boosie and Andrew, I love all your content and have been a local vlog watcher and pod listener since day one. I live in Maryland, so it was great to meet Andrew and play a few hands with him at the live mug. I also love the pod and look forward to hearing the listener feedback and both of your opinions on each listener situation each week. The Tels pod has really hit home for me over the past year. I'm 24 and have been playing low stakes, one two, one three and two five poker for the past three years. I have a full-time job that I like. Very good, that's always good. And have had the poker dream in the back of my mind since I started playing at casinos when I turned twenty-one. I've also been dating my girlfriend for about a year and a half and we're pretty serious with our relationship. Our relationship started long distance for about six months and that left most weekends available for me to grind cash games or hang out with my friends to watch football, play casual home games, go golfing, etc. During that time and for a while, my win rate was consistently around six big blinds per hour. Last summer, she moved to my area and it's been incredible having our relationship now in the same place and seeing each other multiple times a week instead of once a month. It has been huge for our relationship to the point that we're now openly discussing living together in the future. We've met each other's families multiple times. Since she moved here, my win rate has gone down to around one big blind an hour. And I also have played about half as much poker since she moved here. I also haven't been hanging out with my friends nearly as much, but that is for a variety of other reasons. Obviously, I'm not blaming my drop in win rate on her being here. And my life is so much better and positive now that she's here. Basically, my question is, what do you think the best way is to balance still playing a good amount of hours and doing the requisite studying while still spending time on weeknights after work and weekends with her? I'm also wondering what the balance while possibly transitioning towards living together. How was that experience for you guys? Anyway, love the vlogs, the pods and the mugs. Keep up the good work. Hope to see you both on the East Coast sometime. Aaron, thank you for the very detailed message, Aaron, giving Thanks. us some backstory. Thanks, Aaron. It helps Andrew make decisions.
1: <laughs> well, there's this uh, sort of like, uh, I don't know what you call it, like inside joke slash reality, um, where it's like when you say you, say you're in a relationship and you break up, with that person it's like guaranteed poker heater there's some truth to it because part of it Aaron sort of details there because he says he's playing like he's putting in like half the hours that he was mm. so when you have less time for something it's pretty straightforward that thing is going to suffer um and then when, you know when you're single and you're sort of like you know selfish you're just doing your thing looking after yourself less attention in less directions, then each thing is going to, you know, do better and improve. Hmm. So what's the actual question?
0: So I think two questions. So they are thinking about moving in together Mm -hmm. and he wants to know how that was for us and balancing them being together more often with this poker dream.
1: Yeah. Well, he's trying to do, he's doing like a bunch of different things because he's also working a full time job that he says he loves. So I think that like when we started dating, I...
0: Did not have a full-time job. didn't have a full-time
1: job, that's for sure. I also, when we first started dating, didn't really care about poker as much. I mean, I still cared, but I was sort of more intrigued by dating. And...
0: on On the town?
1: Yeah, with you. And like staying out all night. And that's not really conducive for a lot of grinding hours. And so poker suffered as a result and again it's like it's pretty straightforward and practical that where like you have a full-time job you have someone that you want to have a relationship and and spend some time with um yeah there's just not gonna be a lot of time left over for studying poker playing poker staying in the zone and poker and yeah and finding a lot of success in the thing because with a full-time job you sort of have to be there for these hours Uh, Otherwise you get fired. So look at like, look what happens with poker. You're not there for the required hours. No one's going to fire you, but the performance is still going to suffer. I think eventually once we stopped staying out all night, uh, like we were in the early days of dating, when we moved in together, it was sort of like serious, like get down to get down to business time for me. uh, As far as the poker goes, I started taking it a lot more serious as far as putting in the number of hours and sharing hands with the with the circle of friends that I had and we were also like saving money. So that was helpful for me, like mentally. So yeah, that like made a big difference for me once we moved in together and I sort of like changed my mindset. Um, we were also able to spend more time together by just living together. So maybe there was, I mean, obviously you still want to like go on dates and like spend certain carve out certain time, but Mm. you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not an, a simple straightforward situation, you know? I think it is what do you propose he does? Because you've just told him what happened, but Mm -hmm. like, what do you propose that he does?
1: Maybe don't worry about it so much.
0: (laughs) Don't worry about it so much? Yeah. I would say that she moved in when? Last summer. Okay. So first of all, I think you need to put a timeline on things. Maybe. It might be helpful, it might not. It just depends on the type of person that you are. In a perfect world, you would want to do all these things, right? Because if you have a full-time job and you're playing poker, then poker is not as stressful, right? Yeah. Okay. And you want a good relationship too. Yeah. So you want a good relationship, you want to play poker, but you don't want it to be stressful. If it is important to you to keep the relationship going and like you say meeting parents I think you need to have not one but multiple conversations about what your dreams are what her dreams are and what you can do to work towards those together and understanding that that like then you can base what decisions you make based on that like outcome if you want to be with her then you actually have to make decisions together to say I want to eventually become a poker player. So can we spend 2019 summer together and maybe go on that trip to whatever, Florida, Charleston, Las Vegas, wherever you guys want to go, if that's what you're into or do a couple of things that are like high on your list to do and then say, starting in the fall, this is the, schedule that i'd like to keep in order to pursue this goal how can we work towards that together like be like talk about it like things that people take for granted that you don't want to talk about like just going oh you should just understand that i want to play more poker or you should understand that i want to become a professional poker player if she's not a professional poker player she doesn't know what that means Mm -hmm. so you have to like talk about it and say, I will need to spend at least 50 hours a week. Hypothetical. I mean, I don't think you have that much time unless you're not going to sleep, but I'd like to spend 20 hours a week playing poker, which means could we hang out every other weekend instead of every single weekend? Could we hang out one day a weekend instead of every other weekend? Which then will allow you to not be out with your girlfriend while you think about poker or at the poker table stressing about is your girlfriend happy at home or what you know what i mean like what is happening in your relationship so talk about it
1: this is much better advice than don't worry about it
0: (laughs) you can't i think not worrying about it's not about like worrying but talk through through things and once is not sufficient. Like one time is not sufficient because mm-hmm. this is not her dream. This is not her goal. And you need to find out what her goal is and how you are going to be a part in making her goals or her dreams. You know what I mean? Like if she says, oh, I'm going to take up X class or start working on X business, you can't be like, hey, by the way, Let's go away this weekend when she clearly told you that, hey, dude, like this is my class week or whatever the case is. Mm. So it's going to be, if you're going to try and build a life together, then you need to talk about what things are important to you in building that life together.
1: Yeah, well said.
0: And then that's why like you get upset or resentful because you're like, oh, you should understand. But how am I supposed to understand if you never actually told me that this is the plan this is and you don't know whether all those things are going to work out you don't know if you can play 20 hours a week because you're going to have a cousin's wedding or whatever Mm -hmm. but you just make your best guesstimate and work off that i think
1: i just realized one of my socks is inside out um but that's good (laughs) advice for sure i would just listen to that like five times
0: i don't think you need to listen to it that many times i mean i think we're all
1: i would return to it like five months from now and see how you're doing with the conversations and on each other's wavelengths and whether each person is aware of each person's goals at that time
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of this too because the podcast was started as a way to chat.
1: For us? Yeah, Mm -hmm. like I
0: think a lot of things, it helps me clarify like the things that I would want to get better in our relationship as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's not just, so if I give advice, I'm usually like giving advice to myself too or talking Mm -hmm. about us and like, what we could make better. You know, it's not, oh, our relationship is perfect. They think the best thing about this listener feedback, it helped me think about things and reflect on things and be like, oh, if I were to redo this, how would I do it? Mm -hmm. Or how can Andrew and I implement this in our life? Because it might not be the exact same issue, but the problems in relationships are universal. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, it's pretty tough to, like, man, imagine being 24 with a full-time job and trying to, uh, you know, make poker more of a reality from a dream and having a long-distance relationship becoming a, you know, proper relationship all at the same time. That's
0: a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. Um, and that's why I say, like, you need to give each other time. You need to give yourself time and to work out all these moving part of the relationship and yeah. yourselves
1: but uh, good job making the long term the long distance relationship surviving that and now it's a, not a long distance relationship yeah especially when you're so young
0: yeah you are young too
1: so you probably already accomplished the most difficult thing out of the three
0: which is what makes S- surviving the long distance relationship <laughs> at that age
1: <laughs> So pat yourself on the back. The rest is going to be pretty easy.
0: Uh, and yeah, you're going to change and grow. And that's just that's just how it is. Yeah. Thanks for the question, Aaron. Mm-hmm.
1: Thanks for everything, Aaron. I'm going to run up, Reno. Run it up, Reno.
0: Are you going to run it up?
1: Hell yeah. If anyone's in Reno or can get to Reno, come say hi. That'd be dope. Meetup game on Monday evening, probably the that a lot of you are listening to this but we'll be around uh, the mill the pepper mill all week I'll miss you I wish you were coming
0: let's not have this conversation again like
1: okay let's not don't even get into it don't get angry I love you I'm not getting angry I love you so much please don't hit me again (laughs) (laughs) call the police
0: someone (laughs) oh my god (laughs) Anyway, yeah. I think that is all we have time for on this installment of tells. Mm-hmm. It's good to be back. No more slacking, hopefully. It's good, it's good to be
1: back here in the closet.
0: Good to be back in the closet recording our podcast.
1: Yep, together.
0: That, that wasn't nominated nope. for a GPI Poker Award.
1: Maybe next year.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Tells podcast. If you like this podcast, please subscribe shared with some friends, leave us a review. Yeah. I like to read the reviews. And if you have any love questions that Andrew cannot help you with, <laughs> yeah. please send them in so we can read them. Yes. and Send
1: them on and get them in, people. Get them in here.
0: Just means that everybody knows your business.
1: Boosie will solve all your problems mm-hmm. if I can't, which I probably can't.
0: I can't solve your problems either.
1: You gave great advice this week. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. We love you.
0: Bye.
1: Bye.